We are about to bring some business to the pleasure, perhaps. That is the porn industry. After this, I don't know if y'all are ever going to see porn the same way, which honestly may be needed because when you think about it, it is still such a taboo topic, yet it is so prevalent in our society for some of y'all in your everyday lives. Don't lie. And so there is a movie pleasure that really dives into this. And I just sat down with the star. Her name is Sophia Capel. She is a young Swedish up and coming actress. She nails it in this movie. I thought she did phenomenal, especially for it being her first huge movie. And we really get into we only had 15 minutes. We only have 15 minutes. So again, it's like, there's a, can't be a one minute man, 15 minute woman, you know, it just cramps our style. But nonetheless, I did have a really, while quick, um, interesting conversation with her about the themes that are dark and tricky that I've talked about on this show and that the movie definitely explores, i.e. Me Too and power dynamics and patriarchy and consent and all of these things. So I'm going to show you guys right now my interview with Sophia and then stick around because after the fact, I never normally do this for my interviews, but I figure what the hell, when in Rome, went on a porn set and I'm going to um, dive into... Yeah, a little bit of analysis, you know, my thoughts after talking to her, things that I didn't get to ask her, some behind the scenes deets um, and all of that. But either way, you guys have to see the movie because this way you'll really know what, we'll what we're talking about. And I think it definitely warrants conversation. Um, my feelings about seeing the movie and how I felt after may be surprising considering I was kind of going into it thinking it was going to be something completely different. That's not a good or a bad thing. It's just uh, yeah, it was, it was for me, maybe I'm crazy, but it was a little dark. So, um, without further ado, here is my sit down with Sophia that I just had and stick around after, because we're going to get into it, um, a little bit more, just you and me, you will most certainly see all the penises. You may laugh. And in my case, you may cry. It may not be your typical porn watching experience. I mean, I don't know how you roll, but this certainly was my experience watching the new movie, Pleasure. And you all have the pleasure, pun intended, of sitting with the star today and me. Um, so a little bit about this movie, okay? It was selected for both Sundance and Cannes, which is huge. And it is about an up and coming porn star's journey and sort of the dark side of the LA porn scene. So without further ado, the star herself, she goes by Bella Cherry in the movie, but I feel like her real name is actually, could be a porn star name, Sophia Capel. Hi, Sophia. Hi. Welcome to Cancel Me Baby. This movie certainly is not worried about getting canceled, girl. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> you absolutely crushed it. And I have to tell you, I didn't exactly know you were going to be in an ensemble of real life porn stars, basically. So I'm watching the movie and I'm like, I recognize, don't ask me why, don't ask me how, but I'm like, I recognize that person. I recognize that person. And then I see Chanel Preston, who I know personally. 
Now I want to ask you this because when I met Chanel, my best friend is really tight with her. And even I was intimidated because adult film workers, they just have this, again, no pun intended, but this like big dick energy. Like I've met A-listers and even around Chanel, I was like, oh, oh, oh. So talk to me about that. I mean, this is your first huge movie. You're up and coming, you're young and you're surrounded in the anchor of all of these you know, pros. Was that intimidating? Um, to be honest, not really. I think it on the opposite really helped me quite a lot to be surrounded by very professional and experienced adult actors and actresses and even people that are used to working behind the camera because that helped me feel a lot more comfortable. It's kind of like going to a gynecologist, like, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable, but there's nothing that they haven't already seen. And it kind of had the same effect that like, no matter what I do, or like, if I don't know how to turn my body or uh, make this seem authentic, um, they will. And that really, really helped me out. Isn't that funny? Almost like a that's what I mean. I guess that was my vibe even too when I met Chanel. It's like they almost have this like, I couldn't even believe we were the same age. They almost have this like maternal thing where it's like they're so wise and beyond their years. And you know, who would have thought, right? Yeah. Um, talk to me, Sophia, about your evolution and your thinking about the porn industry, because I know that you'd said you didn't really know that much about it going in. Now, I know for me, I've always kind of been on this seesaw because I know that there are documentaries talking about how it can be so destructive and exploitive. Um, but I also like from even knowing Chanel, I'm like, well, but there's also a part of it that people choose and are empowered and autonomous and it's their choice, right? So talk to me about your evolution with it um, through this process. Yeah, so when I got the part in this film, I had a lot of prejudice. Um, I think that's how prejudice works. You're going to base your opinions on the information that you have available to you. And what was available to me were documentaries that only showcase a part of the industry. Uh, I'm not going to say that they're wrong because they're not. They're showing a part of the industry that do exist, but it's... Um, I would say it, it's unfair because it makes it very easy, easy for the audience to think that that's what it's like for, for most of the industry. And it really isn't. So the first, my actual, the first day I was in the U S um, I went to a porn set and I quite quickly went from being really nervous and scared that I was going to essentially watch an assault to being very bored and like being on Snapchat and playing video or like phone games. Um, so it's changed a lot. And throughout the pre-production, because I was very involved in the pre-production, I, I essentially, I've, I've made so many great relationships with people, like genuine relationships uh, with people whom I still care very, very deeply for. And that was probably what changed my opinion the most. Um, I view feminism in a completely different way. I view the sex industry in a completely different way. And I think that the question, why are you doing this is a very problematic question to ask, even though me, myself, I've been one of the person, uh, people who, who wanted to ask that question to anyone who works in the adult industry, like, why would you do that? 
but you would never ask that to someone who works at a supermarket or a pharmacy mm -hmm. and essentially asking that que uh, question insinuates that there's something wrong with you for doing this which there is not like 99% of the people I met were very intelligent, mm -hmm. had a lot of agency, um, mm -hmm. and are making decisions for themselves. And I think a better question to ask would be, what do you get out of it? Mm -hmm. um, for some people, it'd be, it might be money or fame or being successful or living out their inner fantasies or whatever. But um, the question why very quickly disappeared and seeing the differences um, disappear too, because there are a lot more similarities than there are differences. It's so true. I had a similar journey. And I think meeting Chanel was a big part of that, because like you said, there really is, um, you know, control in, in it, in that regard for, not for everybody, of course, there are major issues with it, like this movie explores, but it was eye-opening for me as for you, because you're like, okay, this is, this can be a choice. Um, and it's so funny what you say about being on the sets and how you're like, next thing I know I'm on Snapchat, I'm on this. It's like anything I've heard that too, about porn sets. They're like, you know, you look over and the camera guy is reading a book. And, you know, I've been on, you know, Marvel movie sets. It's the same thing. You see them say, do the same take over and over. You're like, I'm bored. So really, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, with that said though, so I feel like I'm going to talk about why I literally, Sophia, after I saw this movie was telling a friend about it and I cried like after I took it all in because it does, my takeaway was how, really destructive and toxic and damaging it, this industry can be because there are so many high uh, profile, you know, adult film figures in this movie, behind this movie. Do you think that they align and agree with that message and, you know, sh shining a light on that part? Um, I don't know if even I agree with that message. I think that, um, I think that that's the way it is, not only in the adult industry, I think that's the way it is, if not even worse in Hollywood. I think it goes for most industries, especially if you're part of a minority or if you're female. We live in a patriarchy. Um, we don't choose patriarchy and we can't solve patriarchy. We deal with patriarchy. And um, no matter what you're working with, you're gonna have to use different set strategies to, su to succeed and I think in the movie, um, essentially what Bella does is she's balancing or trying to balance, balance between um, making decisions that will profit her career mm -hmm. or making decisions that will give her quality of life. So like relationships, camaraderie and whatnot. And I think that that is something that a lot of young people experience. I myself have experienced that when I was younger and when I wanted to pursue a career that most of the time I would have to step on other people to manage to get to the top. That's how capitalism works as well. So um, I think there are more layers than just what it's like in the adult industry, but yeah, in the adult industry, of course, there are, there are um, a top tier of uh, performers. There are, and I think it's a good question to ask too, like who is making the most money, the performers or the producers and the production companies, because performers, they get paid once for a scene. They don't get royalties and whatnot. So I think it's, I think it, it's, it's part of a, a lot uh, bigger picture than that. You know, 
a lot. I, and I watched your ninja, the director. Um, I watched a lot of your interviews and, and you guys have talked about that, how it's, you know, sex positive, And we hope there's more of a conversation for sex workers. And also again, showing how, you know, exploitative it can be. Um, did you get the sense from getting so close with a lot of these people who work in the industry on set that they were like, yeah, this, this is a neat, this is a message that needs to get out there. And, and here's why. Um, yes, I, I think I, I haven't spoken to that many of the cast after they've seen the movie. And I think that some of the reactions has differed towards me and towards like what the movie essentially is. Uh, but especially at what has, because I'm biased, I'm a woman. Um, so the opinions that will matter the most are females and um, everything that's not a cis man, to be honest. Um, and those reactions have been really good. Um, Evelyn Clare, who portrays Ava, wrote me a really lengthy message about how happy she was with the movie and how important she thought that this movie was, mm -hmm. especially for women in the industry. And that really hit close to home because that's the improvement I would want to see. I think like the evolution of OnlyFans is amazing because um, that is essentially giving the the performers more of the power so that they're actually in control of their own work environment, who they're uh, shooting with, um, at what times and how they want to shoot it. And they're making more money off of it. So there, there was, there's, I mean, the whole movie is such a visceral experience, but there is one scene in particular, you know, that what I'm talking about, that is almost hard to watch. And this is part of why after it had all like sunk in and I had digested it, I literally cried recounting it because it was such a powerful um, moment. Now, this is something I want your take on because I have, you know, I was in Hollywood when Me Too first started interviewing the stars about it and really being on the front line. And I've always supported Me Too, but I've pushed back on certain parts of it, um, saying that we really need to take a pause before we so swiftly punish men without know knowing the whole story or even discerning, you know, instances where there were consent and ones where there may not have been like say an R Kelly or a Harvey Weinstein, right. And kind of taking a beat and going, Whoa, let's hear everything first. Part of this scene in this movie that was so powerful for me was exploring that gray. I've always acknowledged that there's a gray area, but this, you see it where Yes, technically it's consent, but she really, it might be that she feels, you know, coerced or pressured or intimidated or scared that they'll hurt her. So what is your take on that? Again, your evolution after being in this process of that gray area? Yeah, I mean, I think it's um, a difficult subject. I think um, the subject of consent is um, complex. Um, I would say that there is no consent in that part of the film. Um, I think that she's being coerced. Coerced. I don't think it's necessarily the intent of the other male performers, but I think it's quite obvious that's not a safe environment. And I think that you have to ask yourself, because if you're a female and you're by yourself with three older men, the power dynamics are making the female in that position very vulnerable. She doesn't know them. Right. She doesn't know what could happen to her. So essentially there is like 
you're allowed to say no. But what happens when you do that? You get the consequences. I'll tell your agent, you're not going to get booked anymore. You cost this money. You've done this and this and this and this and this. So you're just being told all the consequences that you're, consequences that you're essentially getting. And I think for a lot of people, it doesn't have, has to do with uh, like a sexual um, situation or where there's um, uh, intercourse or anything like that. I, I think for a lot of um, situations, you could relate to um, times where maybe you want to said, say no, but you can't really do it. So it's kind of an illusion. Uh, but I also think that it's not necessarily an individual's fault. I think it's a systematical problem. Um, and I think if we're if we're looking at the adult industry trying to just pinpoint individuals, we're missing the bigger picture because it's so much larger than that. And it's not only um, the individuals. Of course, if there are bad individuals, we would have to get rid of them. But systematically, it's also like the porn industry is very segregated from the rest of the society. So how as, for example, a female uh, performer or performer from a minority, how are you going to have the space that's needed for you to come out and say, hey, guys, this happened to me. This wasn't a safe environment. I got put through this. How are we going to change if we're not allowing these people the space that they need to tell their stories? It's a great point. Um, I have to wrap with you, Sophia. But lastly, I just want your final thoughts. First of all, you talked about how you you suffer from body um, dysmorphic disorder and you show your body and you're incredible in this movie. So I give you much respect. You know, mm -hmm. actresses have said, I show my body, my boobs, this or that, and I'm discredited my work where men are celebrated in this business. Your final thoughts on that as somebody who has been in that position now? Um, I mean, I think uh, it kind of speaks for itself. The movie is R-rated. It's not in Sweden. Um, it's allowed if you're 15. Um, and is it because there's female nudity or because it's male nudity? Um, I think what I, like, obviously it's, it's my body essentially, but I'm also portraying a character. Um, it's a strong uh, picture in the beginning, beginning of the movie, but it's not me. And I don't feel like I've been discredited but I do think it's wrong if people are getting um, discredited because they're viewing their body. I think an actress job is to tell stories. You're not telling necessarily telling your own story. You're telling a story that probably needs to be heard. And that has nothing to do with how much or how little you show of your body. Amen to that. Sophia, much respect. I wish you the best. Congratulations. And seriously, girl, crush it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thanks Taylor. Thank you. Okay. So there you have it. Um, I sit down with Sophia Kapow. First things first, a couple of things that I want to, uh, tell you guys like inside the mind of the cancel me baby verse, right. And the true journalistic experience, like Diane Sawyer's porn protege right here. Um, some things that I wanted to get to that I didn't get to ask. Well, number one, I actually wore this shirt to be on theme with the movie because like I said, um, Sophia's character's name is Bella Cherry. And not that these are cherries, they're like oddly large sized peaches, but nonetheless, I thought that it was kind of on theme, you know, 
and peaches like take that description as you'd like and let's keep it moving so that's number one number two something when i was watching and prepping for this interview i had heard sophia talk about how she noticed a difference and i guess this is going to be up to interpretation she hit on this a little bit in the end but this may be up to interpretation for you guys and i'd love your feedback on this but she talks about watching the movie with audiences in the us and abroad even though the filmmaker said this movie is really again it takes place in los angeles it's really tailored for an american audience but how sophia noticed a difference in what european audience members picked up on or were moved by or you know had feedback on or thoughts on versus american audiences so curious for your thoughts on that um and why that is also this is a little bit graphic but this movie like it goes all out it's basically like soft porn like you see um but it's very clever though because you see the men with their hard-ons and the whole sitch and you see boobs but that's it you don't get like whole spread eagle right which i thought that was clever um but there it, i mean it like in the one i don't want to give it all away but in one of the opening scenes like you see a full-on ejaculation moment and i kind of wanted to ask sophia like what actually what was that because it looks not like not that i would know but it looks really realistic so you know movie making magic i'm sure it was just some kind of like special sauce we're really going for today with the metaphors or solution or something so that is one that i will have to google after maybe i will just reach out to the pr and the studio and see if i can get a direct answer um, to include in the description of this post so let's get into a little bit of the nitty-gritty because obviously as you just heard a lot of these topics are touchy hot iron topics and taboo and hard to kind of get into right because they are so sensitive now i want to say this here on cancel me baby you guys know i certainly pull no punches i'm at the fort you know coming to you hot you know with my thoughts and my takes but with that said i'm gonna be fully transparent about things that I may change my mind about or have an aha moment about. And isn't that the beauty of it all? Like, isn't that the damn thing and the purpose of all of it, like growing and changing and having an evolution of ideas and not staying, you know, the same or in one little thought process or in one little box, right? So I'm gonna keep that process, you know, transparent with y'all. And this movie, I have to say, I mean, it's kind of what I was saying to Sophia. It really... You know, I've talked a lot about Me Too. I've pushed back on, while I've supported it. I've also pushed back on a lot of components about it. And, you know, something about this movie just really struck a chord with me um, about the idea of like consent and women in power in those areas where it really is gray. And I feel like on the show and even in my op-eds, even with like having Dave Portnoy on my show and the op-ed I wrote about him, right? And the people accusing him, I always... Of course, while I always support women speaking up about something that's not right, at the same time, I've always advocated for them to put themselves in, you know, make good decisions, you know, know when to say no, know when it's too far, um, know when to stop. And again, like no one to not like put yourself, you know, to make good decisions, when to not put yourself in a bad position. And I've always advocated for women to to be really confident and self-assured in that way, you know, so that this isn't happening. But with that said, where it becomes a problem though, is again, 
the nitty gritty of the he said, she said, and just how differently two people can view it and can experience it, you know? And there's even the element of like, if a guy or a girl or whoever is doing something with you and you're not saying anything, it's kind of like, well, how do they know? It's like, they're not a mind reader, you know? So that's where the whole thing gets like very, very tricky when it comes to consent and all this. Cause you know, like I said to Sophia, I've always tried, not that there is a line in the sand. I always know that there's gray, but I have tried to kind of discern, you know, true abusers and people who forced unwillingly versus those again, like maybe, um, the, you know, there was consent, but somebody regretted it after the fact or went a little too far. And for whatever reason in the moment, they didn't feel comfortable sticking, sticking up for themselves. Right. So that's another thing is that I really want to empower women. Like while it can be tricky in the moment to speaking up in the moment, being like, bro, this is too far. This isn't it. This, you know what I mean? And that is what was so fascinating too, about even like how she and I had different takes on that one scene I talk about here. And I don't want to give too much away about the scene. Again, I feel like you have to see it to decide for yourself. But isn't that interesting how she and I, when it comes to consent, I mean, there you go right there. It's like, you can have two different takes on like two people, even watching or being in it can have two different takes of one experience. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, in and of itself, because basically what happens is I'm just going to give you the short version, but her character is shooting a scene and it's very rough. She says she wants to do rough things. Um, it's very rough. And she's like crying and kind of, and like tells them to back off and they stop. And then they're kind of like consoling her and they're saying to her, like, you know, it's just pretend it's not real and all this. And this is the part where I was saying it's literally hard to watch. Like, I'm not kidding. I, like I told her, I literally cried after, like after it had all said in it's, it's so, you know, intense. Cause she's obviously, um, so uncomfortable. Right. Um, so at one point she finally says, stop, stop. I don't want to do anymore. And as an audience member, you're like, yes. But then they kind of, they're like, okay, well then this is where I think when she means like they coerced her. Cause then they kind of say like, oh, well, you know, we're almost done. Then we wasted the whole day. Then we ruined the whole scenes. And again, that's like that gray area in my mind where it's like, you're intimidated or, you know, pressured in a way or scared, like kind of what she said, scared of what will happen if you don't, you know, again, where it's not so black and white. So that's interesting. And then she, I think she says like, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. And again, she's like fighting through tears and it's clear. So that's where, again, it's just so so messy and unfortunate and it's like with consent that's something in and of itself is like is saying okay or i'll do it or i'm good with it when you're clearly in emotional distress like is that enough and i know that in this case with this movie i was even thinking it as i was watching it it may seem like an extreme you know this isn't the everyday person's everyday sexual encounter given that it is on a porn set and in this setting and all of this but obviously it pertains to this conversation, maybe in just an extreme or an exaggerated way. So yes, that is what's been, you know, super eye-opening for me about all this. And even Sophia talks about this a little bit in the interview, but you guys know that I've also poked fun at, you know, Hollywood patting itself on the back for, you know, going against the male gaze and all this. And I watched you know, cause in my mind, I always thought, you know what it, it's sexuality and men and women view sexuality differently. It's so funny. I was just having a conversation actually with a guy friend the other day. And he was like, what girls find sexy on themselves half the time and what guys find hot are two totally opposite things. Like 
girls, well, you know, I don't know about you, but I like to keep it classy. Like even today I got the cleavage, but I'm not trying to have like my whole puss hanging out, like wearing floss. You know what I mean? Like even when I go to the beach, I am a fan of the one piece. I am a fan of the one piece. And he's over here. Like, listen, that's like classy hot, but you know, there's also something about just like farm girl hot where like your butt is coming out of your Daisy Duke cutoff shorts. And you know, the more that we see, and I'm like, nah, bro, that's just trashy and tacky, you know? So that is just like in and of itself. I've talked about this so many times on the show, like how men view, you know, sexual creatures versus women, you know, like I'm not trying to see a dude at the beach in a like thong speedo, like that ain't my speed. If it floats your boat, that's cool, but me, not so much. So I think that says something in and of itself. And that's why I've always kind of poked at the idea of hating on the male gaze, because I'm kind of like, well, if that's how they see it, that's how they see it. You know, women, we see it differently. And that's just how it is. Now, the part that I can get behind and that I understand after, you know, watching this movie and experiencing it and watching their interviews and talking to Sophia is the idea that we have just grown up and have been accustomed to the male behind the camera so much more. So it's what we're used to, right? So that I can acknowledge, like it is refreshing to see from a women's um, point of view. Um, so, you know, I will agree with that for sure. And of course, as we know, even with young boys, like watching porn from the male point of view, maybe not always what a woman likes, maybe some women, it can often like, this is a conversation too, to be had about how that can give them unrealistic views of what it's really like, what women like, et cetera. So that can be problematic, obviously as well. You know, I think just all of this, what it really comes down to is communication, like clear communication. It seems like there is, you know, a disconnect like throughout time of, you know, men and women or whoever it is, you know, setting clear boundaries. And I get it. Like it can take the sexiness out of the moment, but at the same time, again, this is why I want to empower women to be vocal because, this is what happens and this is where it gets muddled and can get so gray. You know what I mean? And it really comes down to communication. Like, are you good with this? Are you good with this? When is it too far? When is it not? Because it seems like there continues to be this thing where the guy's like, whoa, what? Like, I didn't know. And the girl's like, oh, well, I didn't say anything, but I really felt pressured and or I felt intimidated or I felt this or I felt that. And that's really not okay. You know what I mean? And then this is why too, I've like pushed back on parts of how far me too has gone because I've talked to friends who have sons, like sons in college and high school. And they'll literally be like, don't even like touch a girl because it is just not worth it. Because all it takes, even in a college campus, right, is like an allegation and you could be, you know, suspended, expelled. And, you know, that's sad too, because it really, again, it's always like he said, she said, but that's where I think, again, it really comes down to like communication, right? Because this is what can happen. Like if they weren't clear about it in the moment. And then after the fact, the woman's like, no, it went too far. What do you do? The last thing I want to get to about this is the idea of even what Sophia says, like kind of like we live in a patriarchal man's world and we're just like trying to make our way in that world. And I feel like this movie definitely hones in on that theme. I mean, this girl is, she's, I think Sophia in real life is in her early, like maybe at the time when she shot this was 22. I think she's 24 now. And in the movie, she plays a 19 year old, right? So she's naive, but she is 
in a lot of ways, kind of what Sophia was hinting at in the interview, like ruthless and cutthroat and will do anything to be like the next big name in the porn star world. Like she's very ambitious. And again, it's true what she said, like, that's not just porn. That could be any industry, especially in Hollywood, like bitches and bros, they be cutthroat, right? So, you know, I grapple with this idea because again, I, I don't... I don't really love the idea of always painting our society or this business as a man's world. Like, I just think that it, in a way it's kind of like backwards and disempowering to women because women do call the shots in so many ways and are kicking ass in so many ways and are really like stepping into their power in so many ways. Um, so I feel like to hand that back over to men, it's like, well, no, give credit where credit is due. Like we're crushing it. So that's something I grapple with in this movie because it's like, she is so like ambitious, but then you do see how, like what she has to do to navigate it, at least in this world of porn and what is very much a male run world. So it's like, I can acknowledge it, but at the same time, I just wish that we could also acknowledge how far women have come and are still going. I mean, even the fact that this movie was made by a woman, another up and coming filmmaker starring a brand new up and coming woman. I think that that's amazing. And even like, I love what she says in the end. She read my mind because when I asked her about women who show their boobs or show their body and then later say, Maybe that they, you know, for, for the screen, right? Again, another tricky area because it's like you're an up and comer in Hollywood. So are you going to tell them you're not going to do it and then risk like ever working with that person again or not being hired for something? Like I get it. It's just like either way, they're an, porn or regular, you know, your local TikTok or Hollywood. Like there needs to be clear cut, again, boundaries, rules, communication and safety and support all around, period, right? But, you know, I love what she says about stepping into that power of making that choice. And the reason I ask is because Euphoria star Sydney Sweeney, who I have met and who is great and funny enough, like before I knew her, she and her boobs would take off on Euphoria, she and I talked about having huge boobs because she was on The Handmaid's Tale and she, we talked about on the carpet how she had to tape them down for the show. And I was like, girl, same, like I did it in my middle school play. Like I have the receipts. Right. But Sydney has said, you know, ever since, you know, I feel like it, no one cares about anything else that I do. Cause I showed my boobs in this movie and it just discredits everything else I do. And like, I feel like I'm degraded and we, as women are degraded versus men who go full frontal or nude, like get awards and are applauded. And I just don't, I don't really know that I buy that. I could see why, but that's why I asked Sophia, because especially as somebody who's up and coming and is hoping to do more, like I wanted to get in her mind and really, like, I was really wondering, like, is she worried that it will? Cause she does, she shows her boobs and it's very sexual. And I did wonder, like, does she think it will prevent her from getting work or will discredit her, um, you know, in any way. And I love that she stepped into the power and said, like, that was a choice that I made. And I, I guess I just wish like, whether it be Sydney Sweeney or women in Hollywood or whoever, like, I wish they would really own that choice and own that power. Because again, like, is it in a male, are the men calling the shots? I mean, at the end of the day, you call the shots, like you decide, you decide if you're going to do that. And if you're going to be, you know, empowered and in control of that or not, you know, it's like, they can only go so far, I feel. So I just wish that we would punch that up a little bit and celebrate the facts um, like Sophia did that, you know, we can make that choice. It can be an artistic and creative choice and one that we don't regret and one that, 
um, gives us power and agency, not that, you know, we feel will discredit us or um, cheapen us or is misogynistic or something. It's like, you know, you can own it and, you know, demand respect with a T. Okay. Um, lastly, this is a little bit of a fun fact. Um, this is something I wanted to get to with Sophia as well, but her, the publicists were DMing me in the zoom chat being like, your time is up. Your time is up in big letters because this is, you know, how we roll. What was so fascinating to me is in the scene that we talk about the really rough scene. That's hard to watch. I watched in another interview with her, how she, of course they took it step by step. They really walked her to, through everything. They did like things to make it like movie magic, right? So it wouldn't look as harsh or painful or as rough, but she says how that was her most adrenaline pumping, rewarding scene after the fact. And I was like, what? That is crazy. Like, cause she looks in so again, like so much distress. Like, again, I, like I said, it literally made me cry after the fact, like it is a hard to stomach. And I just thought that was so interesting how creatively that was the most rewarding for her, like accomplishing that and doing it and nailing it and creating the most adrenaline. Cause she's like, yeah, I got this. You know, when she said that, it kind of reminded me of, going fully nude for Playboy, oddly enough. Not that that was at all an excruciating, you know, experience, but it was the same kind of thing. Like I went into it being like, no, I'm not going to show that much. And then like the more I showed, it's like, I felt more empowered and liberated and in control and like excited. And like, I had, yeah, like owned, you know, like I'd owned a part of myself or, you know, brought something different or like really freeing in a way and like kind of accomplished that in a way. I know that sounds crazy, but I sort of related to her, um, when she said that. So I thought that that was really fascinating because you would never know it. You would never know it watching the scene, but Hey, there is no business like show business. And, you know, with that story, you know, you hear that they say that for a reason clearly. So with that said, you guys have to see the movie so we can talk about it further because there is a lot to digest here. Five. Sure. You know, Sophia's a champ. She's like, cause I say, I'm like, that was actually really dark. Like my takeaway was how destructive this industry is. She's like, I didn't see it that way at all. So maybe I am just, you know, a big old bag of mush, but either way you guys have to see it. Cause it definitely left an impression on me and made me feel like, holy shit, you know, there's a lot going on here and shed a lot of light on something that I think is really important. You know, I hope that it starts the conversation because we are in a time too, where it's like, what she said, you know, only fans and having control and sex positivity. So really shining a light in the areas that are not okay, um, that make people not feel safe and supportive. Um, in whatever you do, you should feel those things and feel creative and feel in fuego and feel in control and ready to roll. I don't care if you're rolling on a porn set. I don't care if you're rolling up to your cubicle at a nine to five, just own it. And more importantly, have the conversation guys, communication, communication station.